Holiday Special. Starring Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker. Hey everybody, welcome to you to watch this podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And that um, significant delay is because we're doing this, uh, what I'm calling a chaos theory episode, because I'm here talking to myself, by myself. Um, so yeah, we're, we have Ryan and Devin both calling in today for the show. Um, so in the words of Fraser Clearing, I'm listening. Uh, <laughs> oh, good reference. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about something that we've been putting off since the beginning of this podcast. Every year uh, we talk about doing this for the holidays, and we haven't yet until now. We're going to be talking about the 1978 Star Wars Holiday Special. Uh, this is something that I have seen parts of before, but not the whole thing. Um, so this is the first time I sat down. First time I sat down and watched it, beginning to end. Uh, Devin, had you seen this before? Uh, I used to consider myself kind of a bad movie connoisseur, so I sought this one out as soon as I heard it was a thing. I got about 30 minutes into it and went, oh no, I actually can't finish this movie, and stopped 30 minutes in. Uh, that's all the farther I've gotten. This is the first time I've sat down and watched it end to end. Okay, yeah. I That's kind of what happened to me my first time, too. Uh, Ryan, how about you? I've only seen clips. And the only clips I've seen total maybe two minutes <laughs> of this thing. And so I had no idea about the uh, horrible, horrible effects and horrible makeup and horrible, horribleness well, we're gonna, <laughs> about we're gonna, this thing. So I've never actually seen this thing all the way through. So <laughs> we're, we're going to dive into the horrible, horribleness of it all here shortly. Um <laughs> So when you say you've only seen about two minutes of this, Ryan, are you just talking about the segments that they cut straight from the movies? Uh, no, I'm <laughs> I'm talking about Han, Han Solo and Chewbacca storming into the house. Um, uh, uh, like a three-second clip of Luke Skywalker talking on the video screen, which uh, uh, I realized was a far away clip because if it because if it was close up, I would have not believed that that was Mark Hamill. <laughs> Okay, so um, I w- I'm glad and, you brought uh, like a second of like Leia. I'm yeah. glad you brought that up. Mark, Ham- this is a weird place in Mark Hamill's career where it's after Star Wars and before Empire, and in between there, he had a major motorcycle accident, which is why they had to write in the Wampa attack in Empire. Yeah, he looks weird here to me, and I know it it shouldn't bug me, but it does. Because of the makeup. Like, he was wearing, like, they put bronze toner on his face. Okay. What do you That's guys think of this? not the Mark Hamill we're used to seeing. Yeah. I'm used to seeing him with white makeup. But, but in this, it's just like... It's bronze. It's bronze toner. Like, they put tanning agent on his face. <laughs> and his hair. Like, something <laughs> weird is going on with his hair. Yeah, so, uh, Ryan, it sounds but like it you've seen the blood. best parts of this. I mean, well, no, no, no. I mean, okay, so part of the two minutes from what I was saying was that it was like the far away clip of where you see him and R2 and the thing that they were working on in the background. I did not see prior to watching this, like an up close of his face. And that's what threw me off when I was watching it this time. Like, oh my God, is that Mark Hamill? No, that can't be him. And it was. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) 
it'd be weird if they would do this with films today. Like if they did an Avengers holiday special, like I think we would all kind of lose our minds. <laughs> oh, that's what I was actually going to ask later. Uh, okay, well, let's talk about it now. Or okay, no, let, you know so, what? no, let's save it for later because we we've got okay. A we'll say we'll, we'll put it. We'll put a pin in that. We'll come back. We'll take that back out. Okay, so like I said, this aired on oh. November seventeenth, nineteen seventy eight, on CBS. Back when there was no streaming services, no cable. It was ABC, NBC, and CBS. So if you wanted to watch the Incredible Hulk or Wonder Woman this night, you were out of luck. You got Star Wars instead. Featuring Did your all- guys' version of this actually say the Hulk won't be shown tonight before watching this? Yes, because <sighs> the, only, the only yeah. way you can watch this... That's, that's the good cut on YouTube. Yes, is on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, this has never been officially released. They've only ever released one clip of it as an Easter egg on the Blu-ray set that came out in 2011. And uh, we'll talk about which clip that is later. But this features the cast of Star Wars. So you've got Mark Hamill, which we've already talked about, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, Anthony Daniels, Peter Mayhew, James Earl Jones, and then joining them, B. Arthur, Art Carney, ah. Diana Carroll, <laughs> Jefferson Starship, and Harvey Corman. Oh, Guys. boy. Guys. Yeah. What? Not to mention the Wookiees, uh, which I do not have the list of them. Don't get me started on that. What well, were no, their names? Okay, so their names were... Um, oh, where the... Mala? Was that one? Yeah, Mala was his wife. Itchy. That was the, that Itchy was was, the wife. Itchy was the, the grandfather, so Chewbacca's father. Um the creepy grandfather, and then Lumpy was the kid. The pinched a lower lip. Yeah. Lumpy. <laughs> Who names the kid Lumpy? Like, come on, Chewbacca. Um. Okay. So l- l- let's talk about the Wookiee stuff first, because that's a big part of this and big part of Star Wars lore. Um. This is their first introduction to the planet Kashyyyk, and to Star Wars credit. They've kind of kept the same thing going since then, like the same aesthetic and design of the Wookiee houses. I feel like they leaned a little more into the '70s with this design, like a well, little I mean, bit too much. But I'm not talking the about tree the interior. House I'm not talking about the interior. I'm talking about the treehouse. Oh yeah, because uh, because they've yeah seen, we've seen Kashyyyk. Yeah, we're, we're, we're... Go ahead. Yeah, no, we're. Uh... That interior gets burned with a lot of other stuff from this thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've gotten Kashyyyk in Episode 3, and then a lot of the video games have had it. Had it. it was in the first Battlefront, and then they updated it for Battlefront 2 with yeah. uh, the Episode 3 stuff, and then it was also in the Force Unleashed. That's right, it was. Like, the first level, you're just Vader going in and killing Wookiees left and right. Makes me sad. Spoilers. Let's, let's be honest here. Yeah, I mean the Wookies have been like, this, it's weird seeing happy Wookies. Because... Yeah, because their their whole plotline is like slaves and subjugation and like <clears throat> rising up against this empire that oppressed them and tricked them and like now they're just like happy. Yeah, and I know that in the new canon, 
Um, Chewbacca's uh, family is captured and like working for the Empire, like as slaves. Even Itchy? Uh, I don't think that was his actual their actual name. Oh wait a minute! So did they actually <laughs> update it to be like, like they're they have new canon names that aren't like Itchy, Bumpo, and Lefty? I'm looking now. <laughs> um, I mean, the thing is, how how horrible do you have to be in the writers' room to be like, you know, his nickname is Chewy. It's like chewing food, so Chewy. So what else can food be? Well, food can be lumpy. So let's go with lumpy. Let's go. With... <laughs> like I seriously feel like that's how they came up with the kid's name. <laughs> Sometimes food is itchy. So Mala is his oh, wife in canon. Facts. Oh she, wow! She, so they like kept a, his wife. It's like a shorter name. Um, Mala Mala Tobuk. So they just call her. Wait. Okay. So maybe maybe these are. I don't know. I I, don't I know. you know what I'll buy it I'll buy it. Like I'm looking at Wikipedia and it's saying they are. Like, his wife shows up in Solo, evidently. Or in the book. Um, oh. But the other ones are just going with the other names. I'm like, I'm not trusting that. So. Yeah. Um, yeah okay. So let's talk about the creepy grandfather a little bit. Oh, jeez. The, the the perverted grandfather? Oh, that part, man. I got. I, okay. So <laughs> I want to give his scene in this a little bit of credit. Because they kind of predicted the whole VR porn thing before VR was a thing. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, they did. So, like, we don't have mm-hmm. lightsabers, but we have VR porn. So, All right, Does that make up for it? Does that make it we, better? We are living in the darkest timeline. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right, guys, look. I'm going to be honest. I was an apologist for this for a very long time, right? I got, like, even, like, we could talk about specific parts, but up until that part, that's when I had to make the turn. Like, I just was, like, no part of that could be okay for me. It's, it makes no sense. Um, It's just an excuse to have a performance on there. Like, it's just, that's all it is. And it's weird that, um... Mm -hmm. It's weird that he gives it to him as like a life day gift. Oh, hold on, I lost you. Ryan, I lost you. I'm back. Okay. Uh, he was like the way he presented it to him. He was even like, "This, this is something you've never seen before. I just can't describe it." And like, even the setup was creepy, and how he got strapped into the weird chair, and like, oh. Yeah. Ryan, what did you think of that part? It, it, it exactly what we're saying. Like he, even like the actor in the suit. I feel like that's what it was supposed to be on set. They were like, "Look, this is very adult. You're supposed to be enjoying this, but, but you're also supposed to be kind of jumpy because you're kind of embarrassed at what you're looking at, even though you're enjoying it." And then I feel like they had to tell the performer, "Be like, look, this is supposed to be kind of like a private, intimate." thing so you're gonna have to play this off as kind of like a 
woman of the night type of a deal. And that's how it came off. And it was kind of like, you know, like, you know, the family's getting ready for Christmas and there's grandpa up in his room watching videos that the little kids can't watch. Like, that's how it came off. And it was horrible. So <laughs> Sounded a little familiar to Ryan. His grandpa's in the other room watching things the kids can't watch. Just an Arno family Christmas. Actually, actually, no, that never happened at an Arno family Christmas. But I do remember like a cartoon or something where the grandfather was watching something that like the kid couldn't watch. But I forget what cartoon it was. Rugrats. And, but like that's it's all Rugrats. that was mentioned. Rugrats. That's right. It was the grandfather in Rugrats. If it's creepy, it has to do with your childhood. It's Rugrats. Um, <laughs> that makes sense, though. <laughs> so, while we're on the topic of the musical bits, was there any that stood out to you guys in particular? You know what, Devin, you can go first. Yeah, you know what i I honestly did not hate the juggling part. I liked the juggling part, the one that the one that Lumpy's watching, like on the the like hollow the, chest, the thing. very first thing. Yeah, I like I watch it and I'm like, you know what? I get it. I get what's go they're going for here and it's a little creepy, sure, but I'm digging it. And I okay. was I was on board with that one. I was not. Uh it just it was kind of boring. Like I <laughs> like it's 2019. I've seen like Cirque du Soleil stuff and all of like it, it just wasn't really appealing to me. But Sure. Hey, more power to you. Ryan, how about you? <laughs> Well, since we're talking about that first thing with the circus performers and the weird twirling person, um, I, 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 I get it. Like, I get what they were trying to do, and I was on board with it for about the first 20 seconds, and then I was done with it. And then it kept on going, and it kept on going and going, and then the little twirly person turned into a full-size twirly person, and that's when I was like, oh, my God, why are we watching this? But anyway, my um, I was actually disappointed because when they said the Jefferson Starship was going to be in it, which I didn't know they were in it, I was like, oh, yes, this is going to be cool. And then they were on it, and then I was very disappointed. <laughs> yeah, that, that was just kind of weird. Um... Mm-hmm. For me, I like the uh, B. Arthur song. Like, at least that was that was kind of something to do. Like, it wasn't like holograms. Like, we're just gonna force in here. Like, this is a okay. We're gonna. This is gonna be something that the stormtroopers have to stop and watch for some reason. But it was actually her on a set <laughs> with the characters and being B. Arthur. So, right. I actually really loved the B. Arthur song and that part. But the whole time, I'm like, why do the stormtroopers have to watch this? Why is this required viewing? And I almost couldn't get past that. Because Palpatine loves himself yeah. some Golden Girls. <laughs> I hope that's canon okay, now. The thing is, it's set up in a way that, like, it's supposed to be required viewing, and it's live, and they can't control it, and they can't control the morality. Like, it was supposed to be some, like, morality tale. And I'm trying to think, like, are they trying, like, is this, like, was that like a knock against like dive like dive bars like these people are just like you know that like all these people that go to these bars like this is all their life is like I, I was trying to think of like where where was the morality tale because there wasn't one it was uh hey you're a stormtrooper for the empire you you're doing this and you're not at a bar having drinks with B. Arthur serving you and breaking into song like 
This I'd rather be life. at a bar with B. Arthur. Right? <laughs> Who <laughs> wouldn't? <laughs> Who wouldn't? Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so let's talk about the uh, Harvey Corman stuff. Oh, jeez. Some of it, man. So he has three parts in here. He plays the um, the Julia Child's parody chef, uh, oh. Chef Goramanda, with four that arms. Right. Whip, whip, stir, stir. Oh my! As yeah, I, that. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That, but that was I. I almost. I picked up my phone when I saw that, and I almost messaged you guys and said. I'm not watching this any further. We're going to talk about it like you want, but after this point, I don't know what it is, and I'm just going to let you two talk because I'm done. Like I was really about to do that when, like, in the middle of that like like cooking show thing. That, that was absolutely ridiculous. definitely his worst part. That, that's definitely probably the worst thing in this whole thing. <laughs> I I disagree. I think the worst part was when they were building the transistor thing. And it was being, like, dictated to you by a robot that was breaking down halfway through. And I feel like that was such a funny joke on paper, but executed so bad. See, I, I appreciate that. For... Well, maybe it was the tongue gag. <laughs> I appreciate that for the physical comedy bit that it is. Like, he's trying to recharge himself, like, by doing these little movements. Yeah. And that's the genius of Harvey Corman. Like, he's a physical comic. Or he was. Yeah. Um, I never really watched much of the Carol Burnett show, but I, the bits I have seen have been like him and like the dentist chair, uh, oh. like that whole bit. Like he, he's a <laughs> he's a great physical comedian, and I I really like that bit because it it showed that like it showcased that in a different way. Like it it maybe didn't work completely, but they at least tried something different. True, true. And That's it, a good like, point. It was ambitious and it it almost worked, but it was just kind of off enough. Yeah, um, I feel like if somebody did that live on stage, mm-hmm. it might work a little bit better. I think you're right. I think I'm with you. Um, and then his third yeah. bit was okay. Go ahead. Yeah, it is. Uh, I think that uh, the reason why it didn't work for me is because I feel like if they wouldn't have messed up with his voice, like if they just like if they would have let him play with his own voice for some of the charging motions, I feel like it would have been funnier because it sounded like they synthed his voice a little bit to make it sound more robotic whenever he was, like, stopping to, like, do the little moments. And I feel like it would have been better if they didn't do that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then his third bit is with the with B. Arthur at the cantina where he's pretty much just um, in love with her because she, like, tells him something when he leaves the bar and he thinks it's something else which is kind of... through his head yeah he drinks through his head like that what do you good. expect from a human vase yeah. right <laughs> um, but no, like i i'm glad this didn't really hinder his career because it was like 1979 girl but it was already yeah. pretty well established <laughs> so um it's just like a fun bit of trivia that he was in here now and uh right yeah, that's pretty much all we can say he was there um, okay. So I have a question. Yes. How did you guys feel about the connecting tissue to all of this? Because I think 
even the first like three minutes, I was like, of all of the places Star Wars could have gone, why did we decide to go Wookiee? Because I feel like even the setup for it, I like the idea of the family, I like the idea of a house, I like the idea of waiting for one of the Star Wars characters to return and not knowing where they are and trying to find them. The first like 15 minutes of this is just Wookiee noise. And oh man, does that get annoying. <laughs> okay. So, I have a few things. Um, so, according to the Wikipedia page, while outlining the original Star Wars and planning its potential sequels, Lucas imagined a film just about Wookiees, nothing else. After the what? film's success, its cast made a few appearances on variety shows, and that's what led to this. So, yeah. George Lucas was obsessed with the Wookiees. Like, he wanted to do oh. something with the Wookiees for the longest time. Um, to the point where they were, um, like, Endor almost didn't happen. It was going to be Kashyyyk. Wow. And mm-hmm. fun bit of trivia, like, if you didn't know that, Devin, did you know what where they got the name Ewok? No. It's Wookiee backwards. No, it's freaking not. Ewok. I'm going to tell everyone because yep. I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I'm That's, mad about it now. I'm so, actually really mad about that. Yeah. And uh how, like I don't know how you guys feel about Ewoks, but um it, so speaking of Wookiees real quick before we move on, Devin, you started reading the Aftermath books, right? I did, yeah. And you were doing the audiobooks? Yes, I'm on Life Debt right now. Okay. Are you reading so you're reading Life Debt now or currently in the middle of it. Okay. I forget if it's that one. They do you do interact with more Wookies. Mm-hmm. Um have they done a weird voice in that one? Not yet. Wookiees? Okay. Oh no. Um it may not be that one, but mm-hmm. in one of the audiobooks, I can't remember if it was from that trilogy or the original Thrawn trilogy, they huh? do the Wookiee speak and it is god awful. <laughs> <laughs> Because they do the Wookiee speak, but it's also kind of English. Like, it's a Wookiee speaking English, which. Wow. Yeah. So. Oh, be, no. Kind of be prepared for that. But if not, I'm going to know. I'll have to find the clip and send it to you. Oh, jeez, That sounds honestly, it sounds terrifying, but I can't wait for it. Yeah. All right. Wow. Ryan, you uh, got anything? Yeah. I like the Ewoks, and I like Wookiees. <laughs> so, I think it would have been cool if they would have had Wookiees and Ewoks fighting together. Like maybe the, you know, like maybe there was like a civil war going on on Kashyyyk against these little teddy bears versus these human dogs, and then the Empire comes in, and then that, you know, you know, it's kind of like the enemy of thine enemy is my friend type thing. So then the Ewoks and the Wookiees bind together, and they play each other's strengths to defeat the Empire off their planet. There we go. I, That's an idea. That's what they should have went with. Not this holiday crap. <laughs> my, my biggest problem with the Ewoks is I get what they're going for with the the Empire with all their technology was defeated by this tiny race of creatures. But at the same time, the Empire with all this technology was defeated by these little tiny creatures. Like primitive creatures. Right. Like I just, I've always had an issue with that. And I don't know. I just I cringe every time I hear Utini, or no, what did I say? <laughs> y- yub yub nub, yub nub. Yeah, Utini uh, is the yeah. was. Yub nub nub nub. Ah, uh, 
Okay, disgusting moving on, creatures. Moving on to Wookies. Mo- moving on from Wookies to uh, <clears throat> guys, we're gonna we're gonna talk about a thing we've kind of talked about for the last uh, month and a half. Let's talk about let's, yes. talk, let's talk about a Mandalorian. <laughs> so oh, this cartoon is the first appearance of Boba Fett. What have you had? You guys seen this cartoon before? I have. I've actually seen this before. Ryan, how about like you? I didn't know it was part of it, but I've seen it. I've seen parts and stills of it. Um, but I didn't realize it was part of this, and I didn't realize that's what I was watching until it got, like, halfway through. But I have to say, I was waiting for it to turn into heavy metal because the artistry was almost exactly the same. I was waiting for, I was waiting for like, a prostitute to walk down the street that they were walking on or some sex robot to come flying through or something because that, that, that had to have been the same artist team that did heavy metal because that was the exact same stuff. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. I it's the same art style. It's so like not fitting for what Star Wars is. <laughs> yeah, it it would have been really interesting to have like a Saturday morning cartoon that was just Star Wars in that style. Yeah, I. They could have done Clone the, Wars like that. Yeah, yeah, they did Clone Wars a little bit like that. Yeah, the the first Clone Wars is like miniseries. Well, I mean, back then, like. Like back, yeah. Like back, like back in the seventies, early eighties, I could see them doing that. It wouldn't would not work nowadays no. in that in that style. No, and plus I don't think he knew what the Clone Wars was going to be at that point. He was just like, oh hey, we're going to make this cool war that the Jedi fought in, and yeah, right, and that'll be it. Um, so I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the Boba Fett <clears throat> thing is the best part of this special. Agree or disagree? Agreed. Hundred percent. Agree. Okay. Good. Um and <laughs> good. What I, what I like most about this <laughs> So this is the introduction to Mandalorians in general. And then mm-hmm. the Mandalorian went back and made part of the special canon with Life Day. Yeah, it did. Because spoilers for the first episode of The Mandalorian, they mention Life Day, so it's canon. Like, it's an actual thing that they celebrate. Maybe not on every planet and every culture, but it's a thing that exists. Yeah. Like, I'm sure the Emperor had, like, Life Day parties for his minions at one point. So... I just, like, want to see him, like, sitting around drinking, like, galactic eggnog, like trying to make small talk with, like, the employees. Like, that's that's the life day I want to see. Not this Wookiee nonsense. God, I want to see I... uncomfortable Palpatine at a holiday party. I feel like that was a robot then... chicken sketch. <laughs> and then all of the uh, employees... And all of the employees are kind of, like, oh, kind of away from the Emperor going, remember anything he says, laugh at it. He's very self-conscious about small talk. <laughs> like, <laughs> about the Emperor. Like, I can totally see that. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I I want that. Like one of the employees gets like way too drunk, or one of the stormtroopers gets way too drunk and ends up in a trash compactor, and like that's crazy, Dave. <laughs> somebody somebody just blows up a planet like in a drunken state. <laughs> yep. All right. Oh man. Um. 
so that pretty much covers all of the segments. We can talk a bit about the cameos and how everyone kind of showed up with this, right? What what was that for, Ryan? There's one segment I want to talk about. Okay. One joke that I want to bring up that I actually found funny. When they had the, I don't know if he was supposed to be a guest appearance, whoever the guy was, like 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 the first Imperial officer that was at like the shop or something that was wearing the black helmet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, him. The bit the bit with the pocket aquarium with the like little fish in the aquarium that was like the size of like a silver dollar and the, and the guy was like you know it's really funny what these wookies will buy and the guy's like trying to find something to to to, to purchase or whatever and he ends up just taking the item he doesn't even pay for it <laughs> yeah like like i actually liked that bit like like i actually found that funny just because they the close-up shot of these like little paper fish in this like acrylic little small aquarium. I just thought it was. Funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was a it was a good part. I mean that part was actually like well thought out, and they brought that character back later, and he was like a bigger deal to the Wookies, and like I just I thought that was a good introduction to mm-hmm. that, and like I mean that's the thing is there are parts of this that gen- genuinely are not bad. Like there are parts that are terrible, but there are also parts that are actually like pretty watchable, I think. But I think it's so easy to just dump on the parts that are bad. I was, have, I was having Rocky flashbacks. <laughs> mm-hmm. His. Um, I was, but yeah, I was definitely having Rocky flashbacks on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a question for you guys. Not to be a toxic Star Wars fan or anything. Oh, here we go. Is this the worst thing that they've ever made with Star Wars? <laughs> That's a, I'm thinking. That's a really good question. Because the only other contenders are the Ewok movies that they made in the 80s, mm-hmm. the droids cartoon that they made in the 80s, which I think is close to the animation style of the segment here, and then yeah. um, the prequels. <laughs> and depending on who you ask, The Last Jedi. So, like, is this the worst thing? Hmm. Are we? Can we count video I'm games? I'm gonna say yes. Uh, yes and yes. Ryan, you go. You go first. Okay, I'm gonna say that it is, and here's my reasoning. One, at least the Ewok movies can be enjoyed by little kids who like Ewoks. Because I know a lot of people who will say that they really liked those movies when they were kids, and then they went back to watch it as adults, and they were like, what the heck was I thinking? But at least they enjoyed it at one time, and they found it entertaining. The video game aspect, EA is the reason why the new Star uh, is the reason why a lot of these new Star Wars video game horrible. The amount of dead air and the amount of nothing that happens in the Star Wars Christmas special is why it's the worst thing ever made. And I really want to know if George Lucas had a hand in creating this thing or if this was like the dream of some CBS exec that wanted to do something. Um, he didn't really have a, a part in this at all. Uh, oh, wow. Just, it was just kind of made by the studio. Um, let me see where the quote is that I saw before. Um, do, 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 do. That's exactly what I thought. Yeah. Uh, Devin, what were you going to say about video games? Okay, so 
I think the worst thing that Star Wars has ever done, and this is just strictly personal experience, is there's an Atari game called Star Wars Jedi Battle Arena. And all it was was you had a single <laughs> blue pole of a lightsaber, and you had to swish it back and forth, and that was the game. And I can't tell you how young, disappointed young me was with that, because young me obsessed over Star Wars and went, finally I get to be Luke. And my dad goes, you even get a lightsaber. And I go, what? And then put this cartridge in and like had the first heartbreak of my childhood. So I think that's the worst what thing. What year was this? Oh my gosh, this was probably 98. Like, it was... I'm sure there were other better Star Wars games at 98, but that was when, like, I ended up with that's it. What, that's what you had then, so... Atari, yeah. Right? yeah, it was Atari. Like, a, the Atari Atari with the okay. swizzle guy. That's why. It's because you were in 1998, and you were that young, and you were like, oh, video games. And you were thinking of video game from 1998. Like, Goldeneye, or something like that. Or Tomb Raider. But no, you're talking about a game that was designed in the 80s. The yeah. same era that the E.T. game came out as, where you couldn't get out of a freaking hole. <laughs> <laughs> and that Good game point. can get out of the hole they dug it in the desert. I love uh, that that happened, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yes. See, see, when I thought you were... When you said video games, I honestly thought you were going to bring up the first EA Battlefront game that they released. Um, oh. back when Force Awakens came out because I went to GameStop recently uh-huh. and I was looking at the... I, I picked up Battlefront 2, which was 10 bucks. I was like, okay, that's not bad. But the first yeah. Battlefront is like $2. I'm like, wow, that game really did suck, didn't it? And the guy behind the guy was like, yeah, nobody liked it. It's like, it's, that's the, that was the cheapest game It had there. no storyline. It didn't. It, yeah. it wasn't... It was just online It was a Battle Royale. It wasn't yeah. even a battle royale. It was, it was just complete kind of crap. A, yeah, it wasn't even battle royale. It was just uh, go into these battles, try to get command posts, I guess, and then uh, yeah. yeah. But I will say the new Battlefront. I've started the campaign a little bit. I'm enjoying it so far. I just suck at it. So <laughs> I like it a lot. How long is the campaign? Uh, I'm only on the second level. So they also released a follow-up like sequel to the campaign in case you think the original one's too short. And if you wait, Good. they're going Good. to have the rest of it as free DLC for the people that have the OG version of it because yeah. they're releasing like Star Wars a special edition, whatever. Nerd yeah, yeah yes. there's like a It'll celebration edition where you can upgrade and get like all of the skins and everything that they've released. Yep. So yep. which would I, be cool. That, that, that makes be, me happy. They're that, doing it right. That might be my birthday party or my birthday present yes. to myself. So, Good. Um, yeah, I want it. No, that'll just be my All they need party. to do is bring back Galactic Conquest and I'll be happy. They have instant action. Like, I feel like that's, that's awesome. next. I feel like that is next. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, so let's talk about the... Uh, <clears throat> so for as part of Life Day on Kashyyyk, the Wookiees, I guess, go through a portal to a different dimension... <laughs> What the fuck was that, guys? <laughs> I'm serious. Which is which is one thing, and I'm not going to talk about stuff that happens in cartoons too much. But here's here's my biggest problem with that. Why is everyone there? Why are they? They right. go through this other dimension, and they're greeted by R2 and 3PO. Like, yeah. And then 3PO <laughs> gives this really weird speech about. Wishing he was human so he could celebrate Life Day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guys, that part, man, that, 
they ended it on such a weird note. I mean, we got Carrie Fisher to sing, which is great. Mm-hmm. But what note was that to end it on? Like, they go through a magical portal and Cesar Rio talks about his lack of emotion? Like, wow. So, here's, here's, here's my thing. It's the late 70s, early 80s. They already had a horrible a horrible three-ring circus come through a little bridge on the gaming table thing <laughs> at the beginning of the movie. Um, and some of the, the, the effects that they chose to do, it, it was the 1970s. Somebody was on coke in the writer's room. Somebody <laughs> else was stoned. And that's what they came up with because a lot of stuff in the 70s did that kind of thing because it was cool and rad and far out and... That's why they did it. <laughs> no other reason. So here's my theory. I I was thinking about this a lot whenever like I was watching this. I think there was a huge market in the 70s for Christmas specials. And I just looked it up and like like Year Without Santa came out around here, like Christmas like the the Santa Claus one, the like you put one foot in front of the other, like that one came around around this time, the stop motion Rudolph, the stop motion Frosty, like this was like an institution in the 70s of like Christmas things. You think this was just a sad attempt at another one of those? I mean, I think that's possible and I think it is. Like it what how this bond off was R2 and 3PO made an appearance on Donnie and Marie. Like the Osmonds variety hour. <clears throat> and yeah. like that was such a hit that the CBS was like, hey, let's get this own Star Wars thing going. To which Anthony oh. Daniels, who's playing 3PO for all this, is like, why? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> no, please don't. Um, so he had the same reaction to doing these as he did to have to doing the prequels. So Wow. Yeah, and it, the, the thing is to me, like, and Alan, you looked it up and you confirmed it. Like, when I was watching it, and it kept on flashing, like, Akron, Ohio, or whatever it was that was actually showing it would, like, flash uh, on the bottom before it yeah. like CBS. And and I was thinking to myself, like, this had to have been written by TV execs. Like, nobody has this poor of imagination and follow-through on, on a novelty concept than TV execs in the 70s. Like, th- this is a byproduct of why I don't like a lot of 70s media, because this is what it turns into, especially when it comes from, like, a TV station. And it just, it just nothing really felt the way that it should have. Like, you could tell that they did not have the same makeup people from the Star Wars movies. They did yeah. not have the same prep from the Star Wars movies. And I feel like that really hurt See, th- this. Th- this. Especially with, like... So, I'm done. It's yeah. good. It's good. So this was like back in the seventies, even up until like the early two thousands, there was such a big divide between television and film. Yeah. Like and it really shows in this. Like it's it's so hard like the the Luke Skywalker makeup thing that we were talking about before, like he looks yeah. weird because it's different lighting and different makeup and like Carrie Fisher looks the same because she's still wearing the same hair bun, like piece that she wears <laughs> and then Harrison Ford is just Harrison Ford but but yeah it's just the way it's lit the way it's filmed like it's just a whole different beast like you didn't really get that crossover that often so yeah the whole time I was thinking because my dad said this a couple times he was like man in the 70s they just made anything 
And I'm like, yeah, they did. Like watching they did. them, like, they just made anything. <laughs> okay, so I'm I'm looking at the uh, writers for this. Yeah, I, I know one of the names. Dick Wolf. Is it Dick Wolf? It's not Dick Wolf. That'd be weird. Damn it. Um, <laughs> so a lot of them, most of them look like they are variety show writers. One of them wrote, um, helped write Frankenweenie, I guess. And <laughs> but the, the the like one of them wrote like uh, Hot Shots, Scary Movie Three, Real oh, Genius. Wow. So there you go, uh, Pat Protif is that name. The name I, like I know, <laughs> the name I know is Bruce Valanche. Explain Bruce Lynch. Uh, he was on Hollywood Squares in the '90s a lot with, when Whoopi Goldberg was like the center square. Um, oh, if you saw him, you would know him. Um, yeah, he he's known for Don't Mess with the Zohan. <gasps> I looked him up. I do know him. Yeah. Yep. So he wrote for this, which is weird. Um, I feel like it's right up his alley. Yeah, I just really don't know anything that he was on. He was on the Brady Bunch Variety Hour. Like, oh, no, I guess he wrote for that. So, yeah, he he's a comedian who wrote on a bunch of stuff like this. So, I love it. I'm glad. I hope he has this on his his like professional resume as like the first thing. <laughs> oh, I, I'm sure Mark Hamill does. Oh, God, I'm sure he does. He's trolly like that. Um, First thing on his resume, <laughs> Star yeah. Wars Holiday Special. So, <laughs> as soon as this this ended, watching it on YouTube, I got a clip of Harrison Ford on Conan in like 2004, promoting a oh. movie called Firewall. Yeah. And uh, Conan asked him about the Holiday Special and played him a clip. And I don't know if you know about Harrison Ford going on talk shows. He's always stoned out of his mind. So his oh, yeah. reaction to it was priceless. He was like, I, I, I wasn't in, in any holiday special. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's um, how I want him to react. Yeah. All right. So the reason we're doing this is we're recording this on Wednesday. Christmas is a week yeah. from now. But more importantly than the holiday that we get to spend with our family and friends is uh, Star Wars comes out tomorrow night. <laughs> Uh, so by the time That's this is released, by, by the time this is released, we will all be in the process of seeing it. I know Devin's going opening night. Yep. Ryan's going at some point this weekend, and I'm going at least on Sunday. So I'm going to take a few minutes and just talk about uh, what we're thinking going into Rise of Skywalker. All right. So uh, I actually I had like an hour and a half to two hour long drive home today. Uh, and Ramon and I talked at length because we both did – she did more of a rewatch than I did. I think she watched everything but one in four, and I watched at least all the new ones and then a couple of the, the old ones. Um, I, can, can, I, can, I, we, can we pause for a second? Yeah. Why did she skip one and four? Like one I get. That's, why four? That's an awesome question. I, I don't know. I, 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 I think I, like – we don't need to know for the podcast, but I'm really curious to just for you to find out and message me the answer to that because I really want to know. I'm, I'm gonna have to. I have. I really don't know. 
Maybe it could be that she's seen it a lot. I mean, I know Maybe. that whenever that, I that... do like a rewatch of like Harry Potter, like I always skip like the second like the second one because I've seen it a lot. You know, that's a perfectly legitimate answer, and I, I'll be yeah. fine with that. But I'm curious if there's something else because I, like I, I, I'm just curious. Okay, as you were. Uh, so we were talking a lot about it, and like <laughs> we've, like at this point in our lives. At least I've been privy to some of the titles and some of the press that's come out about it because the review embargo is officially down. Um, I want to go into this with a completely open mind. I think that it's going to try to ape some of the things that have happened in previous trilogy ending installments, um, especially with the whole Rey slash Kylo fight, kind of like the Anakin and, and Obi-Wan fight. But I think what I'm expecting to see or at least hoping to see, is some answer as to what's going on with Kylo Ren specifically. Because the one thing I like the most about this new trilogy is I like that there isn't a single really bad guy where Kylo Ren kind of does this flipping thing between sometimes he's okay, sometimes he's not. And I want to see like a definitive answer on his character and what he's going through. And that's, I think, what I'm most excited about. Okay, Ryan, how about you? I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, I want to see what happens to, to Kylo. Um, what happens to everybody else, like, to me, personally, I don't really care where they end up. I just want to see what the writers have in mind for them. Um, but to me, personally, like, if they end it on Kylo not really having, like, a definitive answer to what happens to him, and they kind of use him as, like, a morality tale of, like, maybe some people just never find out, like, who... Uh, who 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 uh, who who they actually are? I'd be okay with that too. Um, I'm just happy to see that. Ever since I was in elementary school, fifth grade, and I was told by a friend of mine that Star Wars was more than just three movies. That George Lucas had in mind a total of nine. That I'm and 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 at that point, up until like halfway through middle school, I always believed that like those movies are never going to happen, that, like, no studio is going to pick it up, George Lucas doesn't want to do it, it's been too long since those original movies came out, I'm just happy that I am able to see, hopefully able to see, all nine episodes of Star Wars that George Lucas wanted to make. Now, the last three movies are probably not what he intentionally, you know, like, wanted to actually ha have end the, the 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 whole story, but at yeah. least it's nine. Like I was told when I was in fifth grade that there were supposed to be nine Star Wars movies, and now there are. And I'm just excited to see how this ends off. Yeah, and that's it. So a few things off of what Ryan said. Have you heard what George Lucas's plan for seven, eight, and nine were? I have. I'm so glad it's not a thing. I. I have when I was younger, and I don't remember. He his original plan, his plan before Disney bought bought him out was he was going to go microscopic with the midichlorians and explore that world. So it would have made no sense. There would have been no Luke, Leia, Han. It would just been midichlorians, like subatomic Ant Man type stuff. Meh. Yeah. Meh. It's a hard meh. Um. Here's my here's my take on. The I think it'd be whole... good for a TV show. Well, that. Yeah, well, good thing it's a good thing George Lucas isn't in charge of Star Wars anymore. Uh, yeah. Here's my take on the whole. The so 
they're fulfilling the promise of nine movies, which he made back in the eighties. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is the last time we're going to see Finn or Poe or Ray or Kylo. I think they're just ending this trilogy. I don't think they're done with these characters. Really? I think they're fulfilling the promise of another trilogy so they can reboot and do whatever they want and not have to be tied down by the episode eight, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Like I think they're just gonna branch out and do like a a fight space fighter pilot story with Poe. Um Maybe explore more gambling planets with Finn and Rose. Uh, <laughs> I, I think this is the the point where Disney will take Star Wars into other areas of the galaxy that we haven't explored, like the Mandalorian. Like do like branch out from here and see these characters in other places. I think Star Wars needs it. I think that the setting is nice. I like I like all the planets. I like the the whole like lore around everything. I like the the history behind everything. But I'm I think I'm now ready for it not to be the trilogies. I'm ready for it not to follow Skywalker anymore. I'm ready for it to be a new thing. And I think the fact that we're ending it with a movie called Rise of Skywalker means that this is the end of one thing but the beginning of another. Like you don't have a yep. title like that. Uh, unless you're just going for the alliteration of all of the third ones in the trilogy, having the R at the beginning, because you had Revenge of the Sith, oh, Return yeah. of the Jedi, Rise of Skywalker. Um, oh, interesting. I think about that. Yeah, um, it's like <laughs> a it's like a circle. Like, did you ever see that clip of George Lucas talking about? Star Wars? Oh yeah, it's like a circle. It all comes. <laughs> like so I guess I guess in that co- that comparison, like you ended the prequel trilogies with Anakin and Obi Wan on fire. This one ends with Poe and. Or not, po- it re- ends with Ray and Kylo on water. Um, there you go. Man, I, I, I one thing that I would like to go see ahead. them, one thing that I would like to see them do, is take some of the legends stuff and do like miniseries or do like a four episode part thing on some things. But at the same time, I really want, I I really want Disney to just go off and do their own thing. Yeah, I think I like think... I really don't want them to like try to pander. Like I don't want them to pander to people. Like I want them to do their own thing and just run with it. I feel like they've done a really good job of incorporating things from legends or what became legends into their canon. So the the perfect example yeah. for me is Grand Admiral Thrawn. Like he he mm-hmm. was such a big part of the expanded universe after Star Wars ended in the eighties, and his books spun out like when they rebooted it like that, that you lost those stories but they did a great job of bring pulling him back into rebels and i know Devin hasn't seen rebels yet but spoilers thrawn shows up uh i love it i love it i like uh, thrawn. and it's different <laughs> and, from and his what, character's amazing it really is they did a great job of translating him to the tv screen um so i think if you can do more like that like maybe like, I don't know how you would do more Jade anymore, but you can take aspects of that and bring it into this universe. And we have the yeah. Mandal- the Mandalorians proving that they can do that. Like, they can show you different aspects of things that you thought you knew, but you don't really. Like, it's a whole different, like, the subcultures, the underground, and not to mention, like, yeah. the Old Republic. We still have the Knights of the Old Republic that they have been, like, teasing us with. I want to see that. 
I cannot wait for the I cannot wait for, 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 for the old republic. I really can't because there's a lot of characters in that, especially bad guys that I really really want to see. If they did. And I just really hope that they take the idea of like the Knights of the Old Republic and the Old Republic and like I said be original with it. Like I don't want them to like like you know, like take one of the legend things and just do it verbatim. Like I want them to take the characters, take the idea, do your own thing with it. Yeah. Because what's great about Legends is they haven't stopped printing this stuff. Like, you can still get the, the original Thrawn trilogy. It just says Legends now. Like, oh. they you can still get the stuff. It it didn't delete them. Like, it's not canon, but if you don't like the pre, the sequels, then sure, they're canon for you. Like, it's a whole different... It's a whole different galaxy for you. So... Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um. So the one... Run, like I've been trying to avoid everything I can about Rise of Skywalker, but I've come across yeah. a few things. Um, mostly, like tonight, I was listening to Spotify, just listening to Star Wars music to get me pumped for this. And uh, the yeah. soundtrack's out, so I got to hear a little bit of that. I was like, no, I don't want to hear this. So skip, skip, skip. Um, so that was fun. But I, uh, I've, se- I've seen a few headlines of reviews. Okay. And one that I saw was if you. If you liked The Last Jedi, you're going to hate this. If you hated The Last Jedi, you're going to love this. Yeah. And for somebody who was indifferent on The Last Jedi, like, I still don't know how I feel about it. Like, I don't know what that's going to leave me. Like, I'm either going to, like, I'm going to probably just be okay with this movie or I'm going to absolutely love it. I hate that headline. Yeah. I mean, it's so divisive. I I do, because, I mean... I'm sorry, what? It's so divisive. Like, it's not, like... Yeah, I, I, I just... I, I don't like it either, but it's it's what I saw, so... Yeah, and, 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 and like... And the reason why I hate it is that, like, I'm somebody... And I've said this before on a prior podcast that you and I used to be on. Mm-hmm. Like, I am... I am... I am the Star Wars fan that you... You give me a storyline that has something or anything that loosely has to do with the military or war or conflict, and you take that whatever era that that script was originally written in, and you take it and you drop it in the middle of the Star Wars universe, make the soldiers stormtroopers, you make the heroes rebels or resistance, and you throw some TIE fighters in there and some X-Wings and whatever, and I'm happy. I'm happy with it. As long as it's decent, I'll be happy, and I'll... And I'll enjoy it. That's the kind of Star Wars fan I am. So trying to say that, oh, if you love this or hate this, you're going to hate this. Like, eh, I'm somebody who likes Episode 4, 1, and and The Last Jedi. Like, I liked all of them. So I'm probably going to like this one. Yeah. It, it's pa- it, it just, the, I, the, I hate it. That headline <laughs> is pandering to people who who have been outspoken on their hate of The Last Jedi. Which is fine. You want to hate a movie? Go ahead. It's also just a movie. I'm of the mindset of yeah, exactly. More Star Wars is star like good Star Wars. Like we've we've seen this series end before in 2005, and here we yeah. are in 2019. It's ending again, but just like 2005, it's not the end. Like they're going to take a few no. years off from doing movies, but we still have the Mandalorian. We yeah. have the Obi Wan show. We have the new season of Clone Wars coming out. Like, they're still doing Clone Wars. So Clone Wars was canceled when Disney bought them out because uh-huh. 
they just they scrapped everything that was in production. But now they're going oh. back and finishing the last three or four story arcs that they had to do. So the, oh, one, wow. of them, one of them is like the battle for Mandalore. Like they're just oh. they're wrapping up that series and like ex, like it's going to lead into the Revenge of the Sith like it was originally supposed to. Like they had the scripts, they had they were in early production and they just scrapped it all. But now they're going back wow. and finishing it. So that's pretty cool. I I appreciate that because they had a place to put it on Disney Plus. So why wouldn't they? Yeah. So. Yeah, and it, it's and it it's uh it's becoming as a, as a Star Wars fan that I mentioned how I am, it's getting more and more difficult for me to be part of the Star Wars community online. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's just one of it the really things. It really is. Where, I mean, the Mandalorian has helped a little bit, so we'll see how this weekend's gonna be. But like I'm deleting Facebook and Reddit off of my phone for the weekend until I oh, see the yeah. movie. Um yeah, I'm just I'm just not going there. You have I, to. I, I don't want to know. Yeah. Like, like Kevin Smith saw it at the premiere. I was like, I, oh, I'm surprised he hasn't said anything yet. Like, I'm sure if I if when I listen to Fat Man on Batman, he'll to, no Fat Man Beyond. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure he'll tease his review of it, like give his thoughts, like if he liked it or not. But yeah, one of my biggest one of my biggest fears tomorrow is that someone's gonna freaking spoil it. Like outside the, you know, you know, there's always those stories of people like, like shouting like Snape is, you Snape killed Dumbledore, like outside of the Harry Potter movies. Like, I <laughs> am so terrified someone's gonna do that to me on the way to the theater tomorrow. That's my one of my favorite Sim- Simpsons bits is Marge and Homer walking out of the Empire Strikes Back, past the full mm. line at the box office. Like, wow, I can't believe Darth Vader was Luke's father, and it was like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> You know something funny about that? So my dad went to go see The Empire Strikes Back in theaters, and uh, he went like two weeks after the release date of it, um, and he saw it and, and everything. And then uh, when that episode came out of The Simpsons, we, we saw it, and my dad laughed, and I was laughing, and my dad looked at me and said, do you want to know what's funny about that? And I said, what? He said, before, after the movie was released, the weekend after the Empire Strikes Back was released, they huh? released a trailer for theaters that had that scene in it. Wow. The weekend after it was released. So my dad went to go see Empire Strikes Back already knowing that Darth Vader was Luke's father because it was in a trailer before another movie that he saw two days before. Uh, oh, wow. That's so, that's so funny, though. That's horrible. That's so trolly. Yeah. It's so it's super trolly. Um, so, I think Rise of Skywalker will be the last actual movie that we do for 2019. Oh, guys. Because we've got our holiday special special coming up, and then yeah. uh, our end of the year wrap-up coming up. So And one more holiday special, but I'm not counting it as a movie because it's made for TV. Um, oh yeah so yeah so i'm excited to talk about it with you guys because oh yeah i'm part of me is tempted to just go see it at the really shitty theater nearby tomorrow night because i know nobody else is going to be there do it and it'll be cheap but also (laughs) i i like not having lower back pain so (laughs) Ah. oh those seats aren't that bad yeah, but if it's packed in there, I don't know. I might. When are you back in town? 
Um, possibly, possibly tonight. Uh, possibly tomorrow. Uh, definitely by Friday. Well, if you're back tomorrow and want to go check out like the ten o'clock, let me know. That would be exciting. Well, unfortunately, if it's ten, if if the one at if it's the one at ten o'clock, that's not going to happen because I'm still uh, I'm still working Friday if I come okay. back tomorrow. Wow! Like what? I came out here for one reason. I I came out here to help with the warehouse for one reason and one reason only: overtime. Yeah. a boy. Okay. Well, if you're nine back hours of overtime, if you're back early. <laughs> if you're back early and want to catch a seven, let me know. Huh. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. I think that does it for the Star Wars holiday special. I think so. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a thing that exists. I it happened. I can't can recommend I, watching it. Can I rant about one more thing? Uh, you got thirty <laughs> seconds. Thirty seconds. The cooking show was the most god-awful thing I've ever seen on anything ever. Especially the whipping and pounding and whip and pound and whip and pound and turn and twist and hit and did and It's horrible. Like, that's what makes the, the Star Wars holiday special horrible is the cooking aspect to it. If it wasn't for that, it would be fine. Actually, no, I take it back. If it, if it, if it wasn't for 90% of it, it would be fine. <laughs> Like, uh, that seriously, this could have been 30 minutes. If you would have cut out all of the dead air, this wouldn't have been that bad of a holiday special. It would have been 70s, it would have been corny, but it wouldn't have been horrible if they would have cut out all but 30 minutes of it. Yeah, just revealing behind the curtain a little bit, like, we were going to record this two nights ago. Yeah. And uh, we re- we realized it was an hour and 40 minutes long, where I thought it was only like an hour I, yeah, and I was like, this I was will like, be a quick yeah, watch. We're not doing that. We're I I need more time. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, like it it is a lot of dead air and uh, just not great. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> it's rough. If you what what sucks is I think for the episode like for the, the podcast for editing, I'm gonna uh-huh. have to download the whole thing. Are you? I think so. Just. And just have it playing underneath us the whole time. No, just just to get the clips, the just to get, get the clips I need. I think I have to download the whole thing. So that's. <laughs> I'm so that. sorry for your computer. I want you. I feel it. so bad for your computer. <laughs> no, then I get to play with it in Premiere. It'll be fun. <gasps> you should do that. Um, Here, I know. I don't know. You should cut out everything that doesn't have to do directly with Han and Chewie getting home. And the family's reaction to it. Cut everything else except for anything that has to do with Chewie and Han getting home and the family calling people to find out where Chewie That's is with what the stormtroopers. Cut yeah. everything else out and see how long it is. No, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to cut out the cartoon next part with uh, Boba Fett and just add the score to the yeah. Mandalorian. Ba-dum. Yes! Oh, that's going to be cool. <laughs> this is the way. Uh... I have spoken. Uh, this is good. the way. <laughs> um, all right. That's all I've got um, for you. Yeah. have to watch this podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. May the force be with you. A day that takes us through.